This is your host, Vernon Terrell, with Grace Ministries International. And it's time for Walking Free. Hey, this is Vernon, and thanks for hanging in there with us. Uh, if you're listening on a weekly basis, uh, we went dark for a little bit. Uh, we didn't go to the dark side, but we did go dark uh, for a little bit with so much going on. Uh, and uh, we're back. We're going to do our best to get back on that weekly upload uh, for the podcast. And uh, Michelle and I hope to continue our First Corinthians uh, ex. Not expose, that's the wrong word. Uh, our exposition, not really an exposition either. Uh, how about our discussion that uh, we've been having with First with, uh, Corinthians? But until we can sync up our schedules and, uh, and get aligned there, I'm going to do a couple of uh, solos and also have some more guests coming on. I think you will really uh, enjoy but this has come up uh, as topic uh, in the uh, in the news uh, lately, and uh, I thought it'd be interesting just to have a quick discussion. This is definitely not the end-all answer. <laughs> Rarely any of these podcasts are, right? But it's a discussion, something to think about. The thought is, does God speak today? Does he speak today? And you'll hear people say all the time, well, God told me this and God told me that. Does God speak today? Now, there's some folks, it's pretty obvious when they say God told me. It's like, no, no, he didn't. No, nope, don't think so. And there's others like, well, did he? I mean, did God give me that parking space? Did God show me which way to go to get that deal? I, some of that I don't know, to be honest. What you'll find in the New Testament more often is God telling us to pray and to seek. And that's our heart mindset, is to pray and to seek Him always. But I don't think it's out of the realm to say that God speaks the Holy Spirit is in us. Now, if we go back a bit and look at how did he speak in the past, the author of Hebrews tells us in Hebrews 1, uh, verse 1, that God, after he spoke long ago to the fathers in the prophets, in many portions and in many ways, in these last days has spoken to us in his Son, whom he appointed heir of all things, through whom also he made the world. So in these last days, and we're still in these last days, that God spoke to us in his son. And that's very important. That is the primary way that God is speaking and has spoken to us in his son. And the author Really, and I love Hebrews, and I've done a lot of things on Hebrews. It's one of my favorite um, documents in the New Testament. 
And Hebrews uh, chapter 2, the author continues and says, For this reason, as God spoke to us now in his Son, for this reason we must pay much closer attention to what we have heard so that we do not drift away from it. And he continues on in verse 3, the second part, after it was at the first spoken through the Lord, it was confirmed to us by those who heard. How did God confirm his word through other people? It was spoken through the Lord, and us eyewitnesses that heard it, it was confirmed God also testifying with them by both by signs and wonders and by various miracles and by gifts of the Holy Spirit according to his own will. And that's how God confirmed that this is the word. This is what's happening. That's how God confirmed it. And the beautiful thing now is we have the word and the words that have been written down by the eyewitnesses, by John, by Peter, by Luke, by Mark, on behalf of Peter, by Matthew, by the Apostle Paul, who was pretty much dead set against Christians. And then on the way to Damascus, He encountered Jesus face to face. He was an eyewitness as well. And so we have the word God has spoken to us in his son. And we need to pay close attention to what was said. And I like how if you keep going in Hebrews, and you'll see this a lot uh, in Hebrews chapter 3. Uh, the author says in verse 7, therefore, just as the Holy Spirit says, and what does he do? He quotes scripture. Just as the Holy Spirit says, he quotes another scripture. And 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 Peter continues, uh, you know, in his letter, in his second letter that he wrote uh, in 2 Peter chapter 1, uh, verse 16, he says, For we did not follow cleverly devised tales when we made known to you the power and coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. We were eyewitnesses of his majesty. For when he received honor and and glory from God the Father, such an utterance as this was made to him by the majestic glory, this is my beloved son, he's quoting what he heard. He, He was there. This is my beloved son with whom I am well pleased. And we ourselves heard this utterance made from heaven when we were with him on the holy mountain. So we have in verse 19 of that same letter, for we have the prophetic word made more sure to which you do well to pay attention as to a lamp shining in a dark place until the day dawns and the morning star rises in your hearts. Pay attention, he says. The author of Hebrews said the same thing. Pay attention, 
to what is written, to what we heard and we're writing to you. And that's what we have in this New Testament, what we call our New Testament. So it's very important to understand that not only is God speaking, but God has spoken. And God's not going to contradict himself. So when someone says, God spoke to me, it better line up with what God has already spoken. Now, Paul says something to us that I think is very interesting. Uh, He says uh, in the book of Romans, what we know is the book of Romans, chapter 9, verse 1, he goes, I'm telling the truth in Christ. I am not lying. My conscience testifies with me in the Holy Spirit. And he goes to describe what's happening in his own heart and conscience. And it's the Holy Spirit working in concert with his conscience, his new heart that's been given to him in Christ. And God is speaking through that. You know, I think what we find again more often is the apostles, the the later disciples went out into a world and they weren't waiting on some new word, I think as many seem to be, or that's at least what you hear about often. They're waiting for a new word. They weren't waiting for a new word. They got the word They heard it. They didn't even have the benefit of what we have is all of the words written down so readily available. So many of them couldn't even read. But they heard the word read to them in letters passed along. And you know what they did? (laughs) It's It's the tagline of this podcast. They stopped talking and started walking out and declaring the word that they heard, the word that Jesus Christ is the one. He is God. He died, was buried, and rose again. And we saw him alive, along with 500 other witnesses, uh, Luke tells us. We saw and we heard, and they started walking to tell other people about what they heard. They went out doing good as Jesus did. They went out doing good, telling about him, showing and demonstrating the love that God has for them. They were not just talking, they were walking the walk. And I think it's uh, incumbent on us to not wait for a new word. We have so many words right now provided to us. I liked what um, Mike would tell me, Mike Quarles. He would say, you know, if we would just believe half a verse, if you would just believe half a verse, you'd be walking free. If you would just believe that you are dead to sin and alive to God, if you believe that, and it is true, It's not just a verse. It is the truth. If you would believe that truth, you'd be walking free. We don't need a new word. 
We have the word. We have so many words. God is not only speaking. He has spoken. Will you believe what he has spoken? Will you act on what he has said already? In fact, if you would do that, like what Paul did, you know, Paul was out in the book of Acts Chronicles, so many things uh, in the early church, some of which is Paul's uh, missionary journeys, as they're called. And uh, it says that in verse uh, Acts chapter 16, verse 5, the churches were being strengthened in the faith, and they were increasing in number because Paul and Timothy and so many were going out, spreading the word, talking and living uh, and loving and serving and giving amongst them. They were being strengthened in the faith. But, and this is interesting, I thought, I thought this is very interesting, kind of going to the negative side, if you will. Uh, they passed through the Phrygian and Galatian region in verse 6, Acts 16, 6, having been forbidden by the Holy Spirit to speak the word in Asia. What? See, they were doing, they were acting on what they knew to go out and spread the word and, and to share God's love and to, and to do good, which by the way, that wasn't exactly the culture back then. It's kind of more protect, protect your own, uh, lay low, don't get in trouble with the state, quote unquote. You couldn't just, you know, food was scary. You know, get food for yourself. And he spread going out there and sharing and giving and lending and loving. That was not common in the day. He's going through Asia and the Holy Spirit said, well, hey, I know you're doing um, what I said. I want you to don't do it here. The Holy Spirit forbade him to speak in Asia. And after they came to Mysa, Mycia, excuse me, they were trying to go into Bithynia. And the Spirit, I probably killed that city name, sorry. And the Spirit of Jesus did not permit them. What? And then they passed through and they came to Troas. And a vision and like Paul saying, okay, I can't talk here. Can't. It's like the Holy Spirit is how? Verbally? Don't know. Just in his heart? Don't know. But they stopped doing what the Lord, the Lord said, go into all nations and, and preach the gospel, the good news. But then the Holy Spirit is saying, oh, stop, hold back for a bit. And when they came down to Tro Troas, a vision appeared to Paul the night. A man of Macedonia was standing and appealing to him and saying, come over to Macedonia and help us. When he had seen the vision, immediately we sought to go into Macedonia, and I love this word, concluding that God had called us to preach the gospel to them. He knows, you know, God's already told him to preach the gospel. He sees a vision, and so Paul's drawing some conclusions here. We need to go and preach to Macedonia, head up that way. And so putting out to sea, verse 11 from Troas, we ran a straight course. And they were heading to that city. 
Paul was drawing conclusions, and God spoke to him in a vision. Does God speak to us in visions today? God can do whatever he wants to do, however he chooses to speak. He's spoken to us already. I think it would be wise for us to just do what he said to do, and along the way, he may prompt your heart to, hey, don't, don't go here. Well, let me lead you over here. Preach over this way. Go love over this way. That's what he did with Paul. That seems like a good biblical example. But let me encourage you with this uh, one thing. God is speaking today. If he's speaking, what is he saying? I think he tells us that in Romans. And he starts with this. He says in verse 14 of Romans chapter 8, and there's a lot I'd love to unpack uh, in Romans 8, and we may do that on another podcast, but Romans 8, 14, for all who are being led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. Do you know if you've received Jesus Christ, you are being led? In 1 Corinthians, he says that you are always being led in victory in Christ. If you've received Christ, you are being led by the Spirit. For, verse 15, you have not received a spirit of slavery leading to fear again. But you have received a spirit of adoption as sons by which we cry out, Abba, Papa, Father. And here it goes. Here's what the Spirit is saying. Verse 16, the Spirit himself testifies how is he speaking to your spirit inside he's speaking to your spirit and that brand new heart of yours he's testifying with our spirit that we are children of god how about that the holy spirit is speaking what's he saying you're my child you're my child you're adopted you're loved He's telling you that you're a child of God. You're forgiven. Yeah, that's what it means to be a child of God. You're holy. That's what it means to be a child of God. You're loved. You're my special, adopted, wonderful, loved child. You're righteous. You are victorious. You have power. You've got power. You've got victory. That's what he is testifying to you right now is the Holy Spirit speaking today, absolutely. Is he telling you what parking space to go? I don't know. Here's what I do know. And by the way, pray for the parking space. I think the Lord loves it when we pray. I think he wants us to pray. And he wants us to pray according to his will. Do you know what his will is? That all come to know him as Savior. Pray, pray that prayer for your neighbor, for that person at work, for the folks you might see at church if they're not believers. Pray that God open their heart to see and to shine that light like Paul prayed so folks can see that brand new heart that they have as a believer, who they are in him. Pray that because the spirit is testifying with our spirit that we are children of God. And if children were heirs, 
and fellow heirs, joint heirs. That's who you are. And you know, in verse 18, Paul said, I consider the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory that is to be revealed to us. For the anxious longing of the creation waits eagerly for the revealing of the sons of God. You know, I think the Father is waiting for you to see who you are. Don't wait until the final revealing of who you really are. Like Colossians 3 that says we will see him as he is and we'll see ourselves as, as we are. Don't wait till then. Ask God to reveal that to you right now, who you are. He's speaking. He's telling you. Open your eyes and your ears and your heart to the new heart that you have. For the creation, verse 20, Romans 8, was subjected to futility, not willingly, but because of him who subjected it, in hope that the creation itself also will be set free from its slavery to corruption into the freedom of the glory of the children of God. For we know the whole creation groans and suffers the pains of childbirth together until now. And not only this, but we, but also we ourselves, having the first fruits of the Spirit, even we ourselves groan within ourselves, waiting eagerly for our adoption as sons, the redemption of our body. For in hope we have been saved, but hope that is seen is not hope. For who hopes for what is all, for what he already sees? But if we hope for what we do not see, with perseverance we eagerly await for it. You see, one day this body will be redeemed, but you are already made brand new. That's unchanging because you have been changed already. And the Spirit is telling you, you're a child of God. Believe it. You are loved. Believe it. That's what I want you to know. I, I can't tell you if the Lord is speaking to, you on, speaking to you in some specific way. That's between you and the Lord. And the Lord can do and speak in any way he chooses. But don't wait for a special word. You have a special word right now. You're redeemed. You're loved. You're brand new. You're victorious. Believe what he is speaking to you right now. Believe that you are brand new. Look to what he has already said. And in that, you can stop talking about it. Stop waiting for something new. You can do what the apostles did. You can do what the disciples did. Until he forbids you and says, don't do it here. What I want you to do with the words he's already spoken over you, to you, in you, for you, I want you, as this podcast so often says, I want you to stop talking and start walking the truth. It's the truth that has set you free. You've been listening to Walking Free. 
a production of Grace Ministries International in Marietta, Georgia. For more information, go to our website at gmint.org. That's G-M-I-N-T dot O-R-G.